1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of another busy weekend of league football. Ange Postacoglu is keeping his Haksabanovic cards close to his chest as the transfer window continues. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst delighted to have his captain sign a new deal this week. And Hearts are still in it despite a 2-1 defeat away to FC Zurich. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. I have no idea why Rangers extended James Tavernier's contract. I mean, he's only scored 85 goals for the club. He's got the same number of assists and he's captured them to within 90 minutes of a place in the Champions League group stages. Apart from that, Kenny, what's he ever done for them? Yeah, it's took him a time to even get a title, didn't it? He's got a title now and a Scottish Cup to add to that list as well, Hugh. So, yeah, wonderful servant, talisman of the club. The big moments, uh, particularly in these European competitions, uh, he's been absolutely outstanding. So it's good news. It's good news for Rangers. Yeah. I'm sure they're hoping there'll be a few to follow that as well. What a week it's been, Hugh Evans, oh. Back into the European scene and... Uh, very interesting games. You look at well, both still alive, clearly, so lots yeah. to look forward to. Well, I, I watched the Hearts game last night. Uh, they sort of fell apart after taking the lead, lost two unsatisfactory goals, but Craig Gordon kept the minute, second half, and I have every confidence that they will be able to overcome that deficit when FC Zurich go to Tynecastle. Rangers, it's Life on the knife edge, isn't it? I mean, they're 2-2. Two, two. They're going there, but I don't think they go there with any feeling of inferiority. They've done too much under both Steven Gerrard and Giovanni Van Bronckers to think that the Phillips Arena in Eindhoven is a bridge too far for them. So I, I would never write them off either. I think Rangers and Celtic will mm. be in Thursday's draw for the Champions League group stages I mean Hearts would have taken that Wouldn't they Kenny Getting back to Tynecastle 2-1 down uh, I can't comment on the performance I was too busy listening to you Winning awards at Sir Alex's Golf Day Gordon So uh, well, irony Congratulations of it is, for that The irony of it is I was in here And knew nothing of it Until someone texted me About midnight last but, uh, night But on the result it's a, it's a really really strong result Away from home Against a decent team So like you says The, the tie's very much alive Getting them back to that Hostile Tynecastle Cauldron I think they'll they'll have every chance of being in the Europa League uh, group stages after after the game on Thursday night in regards to Rangers it's in the balance you know I agree mm. with you they shouldn't go there with any fear they, they need to perform at the top of their game there's there's no doubt about that but they're more than capable of going across there and getting the result and is this is this why you football types when you talk about one game at a time is this is why it can it can never be true because when Rangers team gets announced against Hibs tomorrow that conversation is going to be there You know Is Stephen Davis going to play again If if he plays midweek Is this the game That Alfredo Morelos Plays a bit more To try and get him game time For midweek You know It's all I, I get what man Why they say it Focusing on You know Sort of one game at a time But you, you get the feeling That it has to be part Of some sort of bigger plan Does it not? These managers Are absolutely spot on When they take it one game at a time And it is And as a player It is as well But They also have A prepare like they can look at a team For instance Walter Smith We played Faroe Islands With Scotland On the Saturday He told me At half time of the game You're coming off 15 minutes in Because you're playing on Wednesday night 
So, and he also knew there was mm. guys that weren't going to be playing. So you've always got a plan, but you are firmly focused on the game in front of you. And when you're picking a team, there's no manager also saying that they're resting or they're picking a weakened team. They're going to say, mm. I have picked the team to win the game in front of me, which the, tomorrow for Rangers is Hibs. The Hearts, the Hearts fans will say the same thing of their game against Celtic on Sunday. They will say, let's rest a few in anticipation of the return with FC Zurich. However, the biggest problem Hearts had last night was they lost Craig Halkin mm. to injury in the European tie. So, you know, you, you shouldn't approach the next league game Vital as it is In front of a full house At Celtic Park And think Oh what if something happens there Because something happened In the European tie itself Alright it's been a busy week In Europe We go back to domestic stuff This weekend And it's a fantastic Fixture card coming up Hibs Rangers What a, a fixture that is It's the Kenny Miller Derby At Easter Road 12.30 tomorrow Four big games thereafter And as Hugh says Celtic Hearts This game on Sunday uh, at 3 o'clock So come on Let's hear from you 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB What is on your mind Is it Europe midweek Is it the league this weekend Is it the transfer window Is it something entirely different Whatever it is Now's the time to share it 01419511025 Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst It's Friday That's generally when managers start to have their say on the week's topics uh, Giovanni Van Bronker says James Tavernier signing a new deal is a huge boost to the club uh, However he says there are no further developments on deals for Ryan Kent or Alfredo Morelos Well it's very pleasing of course You know we all see the, um, uh, what he brings to the team He's played here for so many years and you know continue to play for us Which is uh, I think a good sign You know he's our captain and he leads by example, so I'm uh, really happy that he extended his contract. Anything, any developments in terms of the other ones who you're looking to tie down? Yeah, well, they're, they're still ongoing. I mean, uh, no news yet uh, in development, so uh, just have to wait and, and, uh, and see if it's uh, eventually coming to new contracts. Yeah, Giovanni Van Bronker speaking to Sky earlier today. Uh, the, the James, on, on this show specifically, Hugh, the James oh. Tavernier contract news kind of got lost a little bit because it, it came in the aftermath of the game and the, it was full of talking points. Or Sorry, it came round about the time of the game and there was lots of talking points, but, but clearly that's a piece of business that will interest all the Rangers fans. Well, to a man, woman and child, they will be delighted to see the captain extending his contract. He has been phenomenal. Pure and simple For Rangers It has scored 85 goals A full back with 85 goals And as I said The same number of assists probably uh, And he has led by example He had a very difficult period At one stage of his career at Rangers uh, I can remember well the calls here Saying he can't defend properly Etc, etc, etc However He has risen above everything And he is essential to Rangers going forward uh, let's bring in John Who's on the line 01419511025 Please join him If you can John What are your thoughts tonight? Hi good evening guys Sorry I'm a wee bit out of breath I've just come back in for a 5k So thanks for getting us on, uh, John, on you, John you're putting us to shame here Seriously I've just eaten two you, packets of crisps In the office before coming on here You want to see the nicky me Never mind <laughs> shame but Anyway uh, Two points uh, Tavernier uh, Great that he's signed um, Brilliant uh, steady in the ship uh, Great signing for Day Dot And he's been absolutely outstanding um, So in that sense uh, Brilliant 
Touching on the second point uh, Do you know what Let's do that first right And give you the chance To get your breath back I feel like that's more important Right now I've done a 5k In a taxi I was going to say Not a chance Those hush puppies Don't cover that sort of distance A walking You're you're a keen walker Yes absolutely Um, But I don't know About the the old jogging part of it Uh, Kenny You've seen the Certainly the start Of the, the James Tavernier Journey to this point Up close And then With a A watchful eye The latter part of it what do you make of it now that he's signed that new deal? I think uh, now at the stage of his career he's at, with the greatest of respect, he's probably maybe missed the boat on the on his opportunities that he might have moved on because there was a lot of speculation maybe two three years ago because even at that stage his numbers were were huge. Really, for the for the minute he came, he's been an outstanding signing. You know, he has had his his critics for me wrong. You know, I think a lot of them were harsh. He seemed to be that a bit of the fall guy sometimes, particularly when any kind of defensive error occurred. James was the one that probably took it in the neck. But uh, just to go back on 85 goals, it's actually 109 assists that he's got. So he's got over two, almost 200 goal involvements in his 353 appearances. It's it's sensational. And he's really developed into the role of the captain. And he's... He's thrived on it. He's he's taken on that added responsibility that that the it comes with the armband of a club like Rangers. So, from again, and you go back to these big games, these big moments where you need someone at the times where the games have been tough to stand up and be counted or produce something. More often than not, he's the guy that that does it for that team. So it's a, it's a wonderful sign. Now he's thirty. Uh, I think he's really really settled up here in Glasgow with his family. He's he loves the football club. He knows what it's about He's been there Eight years now So it's uh, mm. It just seems A know, really good fit And good business I know we live in a different world Financially speaking Kenny But A 30 year old From Real Madrid Signed from Manchester United Today for 50 million pounds You know I heard Jim Duffy On this programme Last week Say that he's astounded That no one In England Has gone after James Tavernier As His profile Heightened here In Scotland And you know Leading Rangers To a European final but maybe that's the way of it. Maybe they, they look at a 30-year-old playing in Scotland and think mm. he's not the same value as a 30-year-old playing in Spain. John, John, how do you... Where do you sort of rank him, if you like? Or, or how, how would you describe what he's achieved? Because ultimately, he would have wanted more silverware. I'm absolutely certain of it. He used to get criticised for it on, on this show. He did get that league title that stopped 10. He did captain Rangers to... European final and then of course that didn't go the way he wanted to on the night so how do you how do you sort of rate his, his contribution and where he's at oh he's up there as legends like uh, Greg and, and Goff uh, total legend of the club he's committed week in week out your, your guys have just said the amount of assists and the amount of goals it's incredible um, for a fullback. and he's 30 years of age as you were saying you know the 30 year olds going through Real Madrid or Man United to Real Madrid Maybe he's just settled. Maybe he's, he just loves being here, loves being at the club. His whole family are settled. And I think that's the difference with all these new guys that are coming into the club. They seem to be a real strong net. It puts me in mind of the days going back where you had McCoy's and Durant's and your Goffs and it was very much Ian Ferguson's. They're all close guys. They were all really, really good buddies out with the club. And I think that's what Rangers have got. And John, I've had for the last several years John, being an old duffer I mean, me, not you Being an old duffer I, I, I'm reluctant to put him into the same category As John Gregg and uh, Richard Goff For this reason and this reason alone, John John Gregg carried Rangers in the bad years 
and led Rangers to a European trophy win. Richard Goff led Rangers to nine in a row and was trophy leading. Uh, with respect to James Tavernier, his numbers are terrific, but he's got one league and one Scottish Cup. So I, I would just pull back a bit from making comparisons with Greg and Goff. John? Yeah, I well, no, fair enough, you know, it, it's a good point, but it's a different era. It's a different kettle of fish now, the mindset, the fitness, the whole setup for John Greggs to the Goffs era. But what I'm trying to say is, he's, he can't take it away. He's been an outstanding servant, great captain. I'm sure he's thought he'll be up there in, in the, the one of the suites when he decides to retire. I'm more than sure of it. But he has only won two trophies. We won the league this year, and there'll be many more trophies coming. And he's that fit and dedicated, he'll probably get another three or four seasons easy from Tavernier so there's many more cups he's going to win as a Rangers captain believe me we will see we will see indeed uh, What I know you had other points you were keen to cover John it was just the, the second tie uh, big money at stake um, huge for the club uh, to compete because there only is Rangers and Celtic in the league and it's always going to be like that for probably my lifetime so <clears throat> it's important as to go there I don't think we'll fear them at all as I say, we've been round the block in Europe long enough now on the back of uh, Gerard and Van Van Bronckhurst. So I'm, I'm fairly confident and I hope we can go. I just hope we don't lose any stupid goals. We, we seem to be losing a few goals with corners. seem to be poor in that, that point. Mm. But I'm hoping we can go over, have enough in the tank, enough experience, and we come away with a well, result and get into the Champions League. That's the crux of the matter, John. You know, they, they will not be... Uh, intimidated They will not feel Any inferiority complex However During the course of the match They have to defend The set pieces mm. Better than they did At Ibrox It's quite straightforward And this is why I can keep buying this drum Because I will never Play the game And I certainly Will never manage Again Kenny This notion of one game At a time Fine But tomorrow The Rangers fans Will be looking at that Zonal marking at Set pieces And hoping that it's Bang on To take into Midweek and hope that there aren't the same mistakes As, as they were uh, in the home leg You know For me I think Rangers have not been great In these situations for a, mm. a number of seasons I remember watching it They lose a lot of first contacts Whether it be free kicks or corners I watched the game on, on Tuesday night And by the first one You've got a young lad who Probably should have done a little bit better In the front area in Tillman it definitely threw Goldson And then it was really really scrappy And, and misfortune how it ended up At the feet of St Gary the second one had to be attacked better. There is no doubt about it that should have been defended so much better. And it is, it's, a, it's an area of weakness because as much as PSV, I think, maybe just edged the game, particularly with their second half performance, it was still two two corners mm. that, that Rangers lost that cost them getting a really, really positive result to take across Dinehole. And so, yeah, they, they need to brush up on it. Again, I think with the... Uh, some of the players that are in, they do maybe lack a little bit of size. Now, I think when you take guys like Leon Balligan out the team and Barisic, as much as he's probably six foot one, six foot, he's not the most aggressive guy in the world. Uh, I think they maybe lose a little bit of height mm. with, with James Sands being the centre back. So it's something uh, that was discussed actually on Tuesday night when you've got some like Leon Balligan mm -hmm. go, who is a, a, a solid player for them and definitely brings a bit of size and pace to that back line as well. That they maybe look at with Davis maybe being injured, Suter being injured as well. It's, uh, it's maybe an area that they maybe I, I can't see them going back into the transfer market to be honest because they signed mm -hmm. two but it's uh, with Hillander again throw that into the mix that's three centre-backs 
potential partnerships for Conor Goldson missing Before we move on do you read anything into that update or, or lack of about the new contract for Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent I just wonder about particularly Morelos 25th of July Giovanni Van Bronker said he was confident Alfredo Morelos would sign a new deal This is not to say he won't by the way But just a month on You know if, if you were confident a month ago And it's still not happened a month on Does that mean anything or I, I, I think what it means is They're in a different stage of their career to James Tavernier Maybe even in their life In relation to what John was saying About Tav being settled And family up here has been there a long time Ryan's 25, Alfredo's 26 Uh they might genuinely be hanging about to the end of this transfer deadline. The last forty, there's, there's there's panic buttons will be getting pushed all yeah. over Europe uh, when when teams don't get who they want. Uh, they might think they can maybe get a steal, particularly mm-hmm. a player that's maybe only got a year left. Whereas maybe prices at the start of the window might be a wee bit more inflated. Some teams don't know which European competition they'll Correct. be playing in, and Absolutely. that's not only Rangers suitors yep. as well. Traditionally, so, the last 24, 48 hours of the the window are mad. So. I wouldn't rule out the possibility of madness What do you think Rangers fans Is it all calm on that front Would you expect them to sign new deals Or something uh, A different outcome for you What do you think 01419511025 Thank you to John Celtic fans We are going to hear from Ange Postacoglu I know you always enjoy getting his thoughts Well we'll bring you the next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans is here Kenny Miller alongside him Both waiting for you to get in touch though Whether it's transfer business A look back on midweek European fixtures A glance forward to a fantastic card In the SPFL this weekend Or whatever else is on your mind Now is the time to share it 0141 951 1025 Mark is a Rangers fan He's on the line Take it away Mark Hi panel Hello um, a couple of points I think in terms of the contracts Of the two boys Ken and Morelos the, the big two I think it will be determined After Wednesday night First of all um, Because I can honestly see One staying and one going At the moment um, If we don't get into Champions League I can see one going and one staying I don't know what way it will go um, However If we get into the Champions League I see both of them staying That doesn't mean they'll sign new contracts though Rangers will be in a position where they can probably afford to get one of them to sign a new deal and let the other one go for nothing next summer. For example, if you look at Morelos, 900 grand the boy cost six seasons ago, five years ago. So if they're in the Champions League, but he wants the boy wants to go and play in Spain for nothing in, in a year's time, Rangers at that point have been in a position to say, right, we want your goals. You can go for nothing with a handshake in a year's time. So I, I think that... That we'll know more then the, the other point Two other points Balogun What do you mean Just on that Let's let's put that to the, the panel Mark Because you make some good points Kenny That We often hear this how, how much does Champions League qualification Or failure to qualify Change things Does it Is it going to change anything For that, these two That for me will just uh, That's That's it's where the club's at What they have done Is they've made a lot of money In transfers over the last Number of months Bassey gone Obviously Nathan Patterson Gone as well Aribo So that there's a lot of money Came in They had a really really good run uh, In the Europa League By all accounts That covered what Potentially would have been Group stage mm-hmm. Champions League money By getting to the Europa League final So they've, they've had a good run at it uh, I think they would want it There's not Without sound saying something obvious They would love to have The two of them tied down Champions League might make a difference to the boys in terms of do we want right, to stay rather, for the rather season. Rather than Rangers, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how much it'll, it'll 
affect the, the, the Rangers as the club's mm-hmm. decisions. They want to keep them, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think Kent, Morelos, the opportunities to play against Europe's elite. Again, it's a little step up for the obviously Europa League, even though they played some massive Champions League mm-hmm. teams last year. It's a chance for them to go on a year where you're going on a free to really show how good you are. That might then lead to opportunities because Morelos has been linked with teams for five years now. Nobody's really came in. There's well, not been anything well, that's what I was solid. Gonna, that's what I was going to say, Hugh, because Kenny's rhymed off two of the parties, Rangers uh-huh. and the players, but there, there's a, there needs to be a third party. So yeah. I get where Mark's coming from, but in this hypothetical scenario where Mark says Rangers don't make the Champions League, so then he thinks one of them will go, not if there's not a good offer on the table yeah. for for either of them, they won't. There was, two or three years ago, a concrete offer on the table for Alfredo Morelos. And I can't think of any interest since then. I don't get the impression there is a stampede to sign Alfredo Morelos, even though he is the top European goal scorer in Rangers history. Uh, Kent, I think Mark on the line makes a valid observation. The, the, the Champions League, whether you're in it or haven't made it, I think it does have the potential to make a difference because in hard financial terms, you get more money for being in the Champions League than being in the Europa League. So that might have a difference. But I don't get the impression that there's a stampede Mm. to sign Alfredo Morelos. And with regard to Ryan Kent, very, very good player. But you never really get the impression that a lot of people are taking on his name as well. Uh, Mark, what else have you got for us? Some of other things. If these injuries are there, the defence, then surely it's common sense to to, to re-sign Balogun. Um, It's not going to cost a penny. He he knows the club. And uh, we're in a different position than when they had to make a decision eight weeks ago. Eight weeks ago, Bassey was there, was a partner for Goulton. They hadn't brought in various players. So uh, if, if Super's out... And we don't know when he's back. Hollander cannot be trusted injury-wise. So, uh, to me, it's common sense. Balogun, get him in. And the, the other point is that I just think if if they get through PSV, which is 50-50, if they get through PSV, I can honestly see the two boys staying, Morelos and Kent. That doesn't mean they'll sign new deals. But I, I still think Rangers will keep them at that point for a year. And I also could see another signing, a big I think there'll be a big signing if they get through. Seen this Leon Balogun discussion picking up a bit of pace, Kenny. Is that all because he's a good player that Rangers could be doing with, or is there that auto suggestion thing because he's he's there and he's in the crowd and and, and people think, oh, you know, yeah, why not? Is it something you think Rangers really should pursue? I think it's it does make sense. Yeah, when you look at Hollander, he's been out for for a long, long time. Suter has had his injury problems before coming to the club, and now has got injury problems again. Davis, well, I don't even know what was up with him on on a Tuesday night. We expected him after playing eighty minutes, I think it was against St Johnston, to that he was maybe coming off to protect him for the game, but he wasn't even on the bench. So I'm assuming that there was an injury there as well. Those need to be long term, though, to add another number. I mean, say, I mean, for instance, by all accounts, Davis was meant to be back soon. Say Suter's even a couple of weeks. Would, would you need to sign any other defender, whether it was Leon Balogun or not? At the moment, probably yeah. Because there's, if you start dropping points mm. in the league because you've got guys that are, it's not like, again, with the greatest respect to James Sands, is he a midfielder, is he a right back, is he a centre back? And I know he can cover a lot of areas and it's brilliant to have that flexibility. But 
for me, I think it's an area that could get targeted for Rangers that left side of that defence. So having someone Sands that, improved the other night, though, I felt like there was quite a bit of praise for him. Uh, listen, maybe maybe it, it was a it was a decent enough game, but for me, second half, I know who I, I know who De Jong was pulling on to flip it on for his, his ability to run through and go. It wasn't Conor Golson. Why did they let Billy go in the first place then? Well, because well, they signed John Souter and they were signing. And the Hibassi, like Mark says, they still had Bassi, didn't really know what was going on, as much as I'm probably sure they knew they were going to get bids for him. But the thing about Leon, but it's not just, it is through convenience as well that he is, he's here, he's in Glasgow, but he also doesn't know the club. You know, he, he does, he's been a, a really good member of that squad that's won leagues and won Scottish Cups over the last two years. So, in regards to a lot of the other stuff that surround the football, it's probably a, a no brainer signing. Like you said, it probably depends on the fitness of Suter mm. and Davis. And by the way, they've now had two months to have a look at these guys. Do you think they're going to be up to it? Because I still think there was, I say that there's still question marks when you go for Hearts to Rangers, it's completely different. Davis signed for Liverpool, but never played for Liverpool. You know, so it's still even a, it's a big step for where he's came from as well. So you still need to decide are these guys going to be capable of lifting titles and getting this club to the Champions League. So I still think there's question marks surrounding these signings. Leon Balligan there It's an opportunity If if you needed that type of player to, Or that type of person as well To come in It does make sense uh, Brian's on Twitter Says Balligan should still be at the club And playing vital games At the start of the season Instead of watching from the stands uh, Thank you to Mark on the line 01419511025 We've got Brian On the phone now Different Brian I assume From the one on Twitter Brian's a Celtic fan What's your point tonight For the guys Brian? Uh, well, first of all, before my, my main point, um, I'd like to ask you a question because um, oh, I like I like uh, the sounds of this, Brian. <laughs> I, I like uh, like making some money and all that sort of stuff. And you oh. started the show. Well, obviously, God and you set him up for it. Um, he said that he expects Rangers to be in the, the draw with Celtic next week, and he was really, really confident about it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I, I just like you know where who is the confidence coming from based on last year Rangers in the all the way to the final, they won one game out of ten away, and then of course they've started this season against Belgians, who you could arguably let's not go there say they're minnows, but obviously they finished well last season, and obviously they get beat there. So if if you're that confident, you is there something that I could put money on here that you, your confidence can justify? I'm not sure we can do that. I think no. we need to gamble responsibly. Yeah, and, and <laughs> people from Cash for Kids might be interested. You can stick five p in the Cash for Kids ten. If everyone, the if everyone comes on here to question my predictions and offers money, then you know, yeah, you you would be you'd be bankrupt. bankrupt yeah, so. yeah, homeless, bankrupt. Mrs. Keevans would destitute. be down here dragging them out by the tie. But anyway, I mean, it's quite straightforward. Brian thinks that Rangers won't make it. I think Rangers will make it. And, and where is your confidence coming from? That's what Brian there's, wants to there's know. A, there's a general all-round assurance about Rangers away from home in Europe. Well, you know that that because it wasn't that great last season doesn't mean to say it will be problematic this season. And yes, they did play very poorly against USG uh, in Belgium. Uh, however, I just think there's a general all-round assurance about them. I've made the point that unless they defend better than they did at Ibrox in the first leg against uh, PSV. Then they could be in bother. I just think that they have deserved uh, to be considered as no worse than fifty-fifty in the Netherlands because uh, you know they, they were in a European final three months ago. Brian, uh, well, obviously I said that, and and my summation of the last season's uh, 
results that they were in the final, they got to the final. Um, but I was hoping you would tell me that I was going to be able to make some money here. So let's get on to the main. Let's get on to the main point. It. Main point. Main point is Giamakis, and I think like most Celtic supporters, um, we see him coming on and um, doing what he does. Like I, I don't know exactly this uh, the stats, but I know it's something crazy. Like eighty percent or eighty five percent of his goals so far have been one touch and. You just expect when the ball goes across when Giamakis is playing that the ball's going to land in the net or there's a chance for it landing in the net. Whereas, this is the controversial bit, maybe not the same with Kyogo. Maybe Kyogo isn't a kind of penalty box player. So I suppose the main point, my question I'll reiterate is you wouldn't want to drop Jota. And this is a wee bit controversial as well because a lot of my mates who are Celtic fans would drop Maeda. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't drop him against Hearts because they're a half-decent team and you want Maeda's kind of pressing. Uh, I definitely would want Maeda in the team for the Champions League because, again, I think um, Champions League-style teams aren't used to people running at them when they're trying to play the ball out of defence. So my point is, do we drop Kyogo to give Giamakis a chance? And I know that might be controversial. Cause Why? Why do you have to do that? The, the game is not about living players. Anymore The game is about The 11 who start And then those you can bring on You've only got to go back To last Sunday Kyogo The man you say Is not a mm. penalty box player Scores Inside the six yard box <laughs> And then They bring on Giacomacus uh, And he scores a, a terrific Acrobatic goal You you don't need To talk about Dropping one you you talk I about to be fair, deploying we, we, we do all, yeah but we do always look at who, you know who starts a game you know Kenny will tell you if, if if Kenny was to come on ten games in a row and score from the bet you, you're hoping that eventually leads into a start you know players aren't just going to say oh well you know it's a, it's a squad game and and maybe I'll you know I'll do the bit at the end of the game the 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 goal is always to start the football match isn't it well Kyogo has done enough to merit a starting mm. place. I do accept that when Kyogo dropped out last season due to injury, Giacomacus came in and was a more than adequate replacement. But I, I just think that when you look at the, 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 the spread of goals at Celtic right now, uh, then you don't have to rely on this one or that one. Kyogo can score. Giacomacus can score. Jota can certainly score. Abada can score. Uh, and now the, the defenders are all chipping in with goals as well I don't think it's as straightforward as There should be a public debate Kyogo mm. or Giacomacus There's a public debate about whatever Brian and the callers want there to be a public debate about Kenny Miller um, Giacomacus, is he close to, to starting? Is that something you could see Celtic manager doing? He will start games There's no doubt about it But I think the what you say is right how the impact that Kyogo had on Celtic last year merits the opportunity and I said that before a ball was kicked this season that he will start as Celtic's number nine they play only one so there's only one guy that can play out of the two of them he's tried putting Kyogo wide probably doesn't suit him and it wasn't a wasn't a great game for him Jack Amakis on the other hand so this is where the debate is live and this is where it is whole, it does hold water that yes it's a squad game and every single player Will be aware of that, and and I have some buying into that. But the longer you're the guy that's not playing in that in these positions, but it's number nines, wingers, whatever, there is going to be a little bit of unrest. And you know what's a brilliant problem 
for Ange to have. He wants competition all over the place, all over the field, every position. So when you've got two guys that are going to be going at it, they're pushing each other, they're driving each other. But it is a big job to keep these types of guys happy. Which, to be honest, at the moment, it does seem he's doing really well. When you look at you know, Brian's sort of description of it, you know, if a ball does get flashed into the box or it does fall in the box, which one of them is the safer bet to stick it away? You know, I'd, 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 I wouldn't even want to comment on that because both of them scored both. a lot. They both scored similar amount of goals last year. And when... Jack Amakis first started playing I don't think Brian would have been saying that about him because they had a lot of opportunities they never took it at the moment in the second half last season he was deadly you know and some of the goals he scored have been pretty spectacular as well so I think both of them are, are like you says both can score goals if they played every game between now and the end of the season I'm sure both Kyogo and both Jack, and Jack Amakis would probably be sitting with 25 goals Mm, thank you Brian It was nice to hear from you That was Brian in Broomhill On 01419511025 You've got to admire The man came on Tried to take Hugh Keevan's money uh, We've all thought about it before You can call us Or there tweet con- There are conventional places Where you can go and bet Brian They're, they're <laughs> known colloquially In Glasgow As the cream cookie Nowhere near as fun though uh, I, I can imagine uh, Right There has been more Transfer speculation Celtic fans This week Haksabanovic, hope he signs. Can't wait to hear D. Ellen Wilson try and pronounce it on a Thursday night. Um, Ange Postacoglu was asked about it today. I'll play his answer for you next, and I want to get your thoughts. Is that the type of move you want to see? Something different, something along those lines? Let us know. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is here on a Friday night Kenny Miller alongside him Big games to build up to Five in the Premiership tomorrow One on Sunday We've even got Friday night football oh, yeah. In the Championship tonight Hugh Evans. Lots Partick going on Thistle against the Cali Thistle Glasgow Jags versus the Cali Jags uh, Bit of bother behind the scenes at Partick right now Because of the fans who want to take over the club It's a bit of a disruption for Ian McCall uh, but Just isolating the game of football tonight Looks like a good one Yes indeed it does Two main ways for you to get in touch tonight The phones As always obviously Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu Celtic have been linked this week With an imminent move For versatile attacker Hak Sabanovic He plays for Ruben Kazan Currently uh, As is often his style Ange Postacoglu Kept his cards close to his chest But Says the club are still active in the market I think we've been linked with a player every time I've done one of these. Um, you know, when and if uh, we announce it, we'll announce it. But um, as I said all along, we're we're agile, right? We're looking for the right person to bring in. If that right person's available and we can do a deal, we'll do a deal. But um, nothing's really changed on that front. You know, if we can get a player who can play in a variety of positions, um, it's just got to be the ideal player. Uh, you know, our, our recruiting this year has been around making it, our squad stronger and, and more robust um, compared to sort of last year. And, you know, if you look at the players we've brought in, that's what they've added to our squad. And and again, so it's not a specific area as such in terms of um, position. It's more, you know, if we can find a player or, or a couple of players who can play more than one position, I think it'll it'll help us. It is the latest name. This uh-huh. one did... I don't know, it seems to be a bit closer than the rest. I know Ange Postacoglu yeah. has got that kind of stock response. We'll announce it when we're ready, we're linked uh-huh. all the time. It just seems like there's a little bit more in this one, or it's not going away as quick as, no. say, the, the Alex Collardo one last week. No, there are suggestions it could be done within the next 24 hours. And, uh, you know, with that comes the speculation that 
uh, in comes Haksabanovic, out goes Abada. If Celtic were to get uh, a terrific amount of money offered for Abada, all speculation, but I do think that Haksabanovic will be a Celtic player by uh, Sunday or Monday. Kenny, generally speaking, he seems massive on this idea of players that play in multiple positions or can adapt. He's said it, I think, three or four times this season, um, and it looks like that that would be one. The player, yep. you know, the winger, but maybe you know anywhere across that three. Yep. I think. I mean, that was pretty much similar to the interview we had last week. Yeah, it was. Uh, wasn't if anybody was linked with other players, so it, it does seem that way. And again, I, I think he's he's pretty happy with, with what he's seen so far for Celtic because I think they look pretty good. Got goals for all, all over the place, all over the pitch, like Hugh was alluding to earlier. So if you can add someone who, by the way, can definitely be competing for starting slots. So whether it's with, with Maeda potentially or uh, Abada and Forrest, but he can play along that, along that anywhere along that line behind the striker, then it's going to add value. There's no doubt about it, and it's going to make the squad a lot stronger than what it is. And it's, it's a player of quality. It's got it's got good pedigree, Hicksabanovic. So it's. Uh, He's got a decent number of appearances, decent number of goals, so he, he definitely seems to be a fit, a right fit for, for Celtic in those positions. Um, I mean, Hugh, it just... The, the idea of, you know, the Champions League group stages being there, it's nailed on, it, it's, it brings that that certainty, you know. Thinking back to one of the callers who raised the point about Rangers in the past, there's always these questions about well if we get through the qualifiers if we make the Champions League we'll have more money and then we can change and Postacoglu has always known you know what, what lies ahead so and, and, and what he may or may not need to to help that this is a deal that I expect to go through because from Celtic's point of view it's good sense financially because this is a player who went to Ruben Kazan for six million pounds but because of a Tragic circumstances involving Russia and Ukraine uh, He's now left Russia And the money that will get him to Celtic Will not be as big as £6 million Or anything like it apparently So it makes sense from a financial point of view And it will give rise to speculation Now listen, I'm saying give rise to speculation That in the last days of the transfer window Does... Haksabanovic coming in mean that Celtic might be prepared to let somebody go for really good money. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that though, Kenny. To be fair, it sounds more like an addition rather than a replacement. Yep, it's another body. Yeah, they're going to be fighting on four fronts this year, like you've, you've said, with the Champions League guaranteed. And you need a big squad to cover that. The the Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday type fixtures for for a long time is is no easy. So you need a squad to cover it and. The better the quality within that squad Then the easier it is to make these changes To whether it be freshen things up Or rest players Because you've got certain games coming up So it definitely mm. fits that bill That's it. It, seems like, it seems like good business if, the, if they get them over the line Here's what Ange Postacoglu is made of Celtic's start to the season No midweek games of course at the moment And coming up against the Hearts side Who were in Europe last night at the weekend so We've had a solid start to the season Our performances are slowly uh, improving Um you know, as I said, this is a period where we don't have a lot of games, but uh, are able to train um, yeah, a bit more than we usually do. So we're putting a lot of work into the guys during the week. And, uh, you know, I think that's helping our 
our uh, performances improve. Squad-wise, they look a lot uh, stronger, I think. You know, you look at their um, side last year and had a fantastic year, but kind of relied on a core group of players. I think, obviously, with uh, with European football this year, they've had to uh, <clears throat> expand their squad. And I think with, with Europe, it's always... Um, I've always seen it as a as a positive experience for the players um, who participate in it, and um, yeah, I think they would have got uh, they're still in the tie, so they would have got some belief out of last night, and you know, give us a tough test uh, on the weekend. Speaking of which, where are you, Hearts fans? We'll look back on that game very soon. Let's bring in Eddie, who's on the line. Eddie, hi guys, hello. Um, really, just listening to your program, watching the the great BBC, uh, STV, supposedly Scottish television. It's all English football we're getting. We're even getting more English women's football than Scottish Premier League football. And sure, you keep talking about, oh, he could move to the English League, or the English League could give him this money, or the English League. I would like you to start promoting Scottish football. Stick to Scotland. You don't need to keep bringing England in. England is on the TV every single minute you try watching some... it's not really our problem with that no. is it Eddie when you think about it it's not the problem of a radio station Eddie I know that guys and by the way just to let you know I've got some O levels okay so if we're looking for intellectual conversation I'm I'm okay okay but okay. I know you don't, you're not a TV station but the fact is I listen to your programme a lot uh-huh. and you keep bringing on the English Premier League English football results. like when when do we do that Eddie you just do it all the time. Like when? If we do it all the time, one example shouldn't be beyond you with your O levels. You said at the start of the programme today. Like what? The Rangers player. He said he could have moved to England. Oh, come on. That's not talking about English football, Eddie, is it? It is. The fact you're mentioning the English Premier League is talking about English football. Stick to promoting Scottish football. You know, right. So look, hypothetically, so if a if a player from here does move to the English Premier League or is linked with a move, we're not allowed to mention that. You give us all the football results. You'll give us, you know, what incidents happen in England. They don't promote Scottish football. So, you know, unless you guys want to move to England, you're very knowledgeable about it. You could. Got a job down there Eddie I've asked you for an example Of us talking about English football I mean you, you Give me one if we can And if not We'll probably just agree To disagree Because this show By the way Can be accused of many things I'm acutely aware of that But talking about English football Nah Not having it Well look at the Start of the conversation So Hugh Keevans Has a throwaway comment At ten past six That James Tavernier May have been subject To interest from England At some point And that to your mind Is this show Talking about English football Too much well, that was just one point today. Right, any other examples you can give us? Well, even your quizzes. You'll bring oh, okay. Eddie, this is silly. This is silly. Come on. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, yeah. This is... Listen, uh, two hours Monday to Friday. That's 10 hours of radio. Six hours tomorrow, starting at 12, finishing at 6. That's 16 hours in a week. I guarantee you, I make the occasional mention of Brighton and Hove Albion because my grandchildren support Brighton and Hove Albion and are season ticket holders at the Amex. But Eddie's points are quite simply, first of all, facetious. Secondly, inaccurate. Third, plain daft. Kenny, who was your time at Wolves anyway? 
<laughs> you know, tell us I, all I, about I, it. It's uh, it's incredible, it really. Is. I mean, I've been on this now for what eight, ten months. I, I don't think we've ever we've never talked about English football. Yes, there's the, the passing comment about a Joe Aribo mm. going to Southampton who happened to play in the English Premiership, but no, we don't uh, go deep into English football. Total Scotland up here Well agree to disagree Eddie A pleasure uh, to hear from you tonight 01419511025 Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Let me have a quick look At these Beat the Pundit questions mm, Oh by the way Once you get to question 9 it is, it is Eddie Turn off the rate Question 9 is about The English Premier League I will give them it Anyway 01419511025 Lines close at 7 If you want to beat the pundit Now's your chance Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 If you want to get in touch Make sure your calls about Scottish football though please If you do uh, give us a call tonight You can tweet as well At Clyde SSB What have we done so far? Well if you're just joining us We heard from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Talking about James Tavernier uh, Looking ahead of course to the trip to Hibs tomorrow So Rangers fans, Hibs fans Get your thoughts in Ange Postacoglu keeping his cards close to his chest As he so often does uh, this time on Haksabanovic, potential incoming uh, from Ruben Kazan. So any thoughts on that stuff, feel free. Plenty more time, but between now and 8 o'clock, there's obviously scope to look at other topics as well. Hearts in Europe last night. Any jambos out there? What have you got for us? Could Robert Snodgrass be a Motherwell player? There's a question I didn't expect to ask a few weeks ago, but that's just some of what we could get through. Pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Just make sure you answer these really fast so that you can get to question nine, which is definitely an English football pass, question. Pass, 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 pass. <laughs> Just to get it in there. Uh, Johnny's a Celtic fan in Canvas Lang. How's it going, Johnny? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How are you guys? Bit of a nosy question, Johnny. Where are you right now? Um, in my room <laughs> Good, right that, That's all I needed to know Because last night's contestant Hugh was oh, in the I, bath I'm on the bath <laughs> And um, It was one of the weirdest things We've ever had on this And like That's a congested field right? We do a yeah, lot yeah. of weird things The guy was in the bath You know that proper echo But then I could also hear The splashing Or the sort of When he was moving his limbs I hope it was his limbs uh, <laughs> In the water I could, I could hear it myself as well No I made sure I wasn't in a bath Good. And he said uh, Yep I was just thinking about Gordon Diel When I was washing my Nose <laughs> <laughs> I almost Keeled over uh, From behind the desk So uh, Johnny's on dry land That's Good. a That's a start Hugh uh, Things can only get better Heads it will be Hugh Keevans Tails it will be Kenny Miller And it is It's Kenny Miller Up against Johnny from Canvas Lang So what we do Is give Kenny something else To listen to just so that he can't hear us We will get this clock ready Johnny So it's 30 seconds And it's pretty simple Just pass if you don't know And that gives you a bit of time to move on Okay Okay Right 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts Now In what year did Rangers win the Scottish Championship? Uh, 2016 Who was the last English manager of Celtic? Uh, Tony Mowbray Who are Inverness playing tonight? Uh, Who's got more Scotland caps Callum McGregor or Alan McGregor uh, Alan McGregor Who's the only player to score against Celtic this season 
Uh, pass. Uh, which Scottish side did Robert Snodgrass begin his senior career? Livingston. Okay, good knowledge, Johnny. Uh, right, let's bring back Kenny. Kenny, can you hear us? Yep. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. In what year did Rangers win the Scottish Championship? 2016. Who was the last English manager of Celtic? Tony Mowbray. Who are in Inverness playing tonight? Part of Thistle. Who's got more Scotland caps, Callum McGregor or Alan McGregor? Callum. Who is the only player to score against Celtic this season? Pass At which Scottish side did Robert Snodgrass begin his senior career? Uh, Which championship uh, team play their home games at the Fountain of Youth Stadium? Aloha Is it still called that? I'm going to get you to double check because it changes its name all the time I'm not even (laughs) sure if it is that anymore But anyway uh, Johnny, how do you think it went? I think he's beat me by one uh, I'd say one I think There would be no shame in it Johnny Because on a Purely on your performance I was impressed I thought Johnny Sounded like he knew his stuff uh, He knew that Rangers won the championship in 2016 So did you Obviously uh, You both knew that Tony Mowbray Was the last English manager of Celtic You both knew That Partick Thistle play Inverness tonight So it was a good game Three all After three questions Then it's a toss of a coin really Callum McGregor Or Alan McGregor Johnny went for Alan Kenny went for Callum There's only four in it Oh Callum yeah. 46 oh, to 42 Johnny That's that, uh, Typical And the only player to score against Celtic this season Jacoviti Jacoviti Alex Jacoviti of Ross County So still one to Kenny And you both knew that Robert Snodgrass Started at Livy It was Hamilton the, Is it the Foys Or yeah. it used to be Fountain of Youth Whatever uh, So Johnny I think you can be pretty pleased with your efforts On another night a four is absolutely enough uh, to win it, but Kenny got five, I think. A five, four. Uh, first victory of the season. Come on, you've got to do it. You've got to do question nine. Question nine for Eddie. Who is bottom of the English Premier League? Oh. Man United. It is Man oh, United, oh, John. Shame we didn't get that far, Johnny Hardlines. Thanks yeah. for taking part. No worries, cheers guys Good man, that was Johnny well, they, we, Good game that. We Good go game. on about English football that much Neither Kenny Miller nor, nor I knew that Man United were bottom of the league Johnny knew though, Johnny knew 01419511025 That's the number you need You can tweet at Clyde SSB So pick up that phone And let us know what is on your mind Some good fixtures tomorrow Starting Hibs mm. against Rangers Going on to Dundee United St Mirren Dundee United could do with a win Motherwell Livy Ross County, Kilmarnock, St Johnson, Aberdeen That's a lot to look forward to And that's before we even look down the divisions As the quiz just told you uh, Friday night football, Partick Thistle And Inverness locking horns tonight In the second tier So we're looking forward to that one uh, Right, what about last night, Hugh Keevans? Uh, Hearts away Not in Zurich But no. to Zurich uh, A 2-1 defeat on the night Lauren Shanklin put them ahead from the penalty spot I think a deserved penalty Correct. Yep. Uh, Well dispatched it didn't last very long Quick fire double From FC Zurich 2-1 down at the break And it stayed 2-1 Craig Gordon had some big saves There was some defending to be done Will Will Hearts be Satisfied enough With that outcome? Yes Without doubt um, Craig Gordon Superb Going on 40 years of age now But Superb for Hearts uh, I, I do think that When Alan Forrest came on uh, there was a and Barry Mackay at the other side. I do think there's a a directness about Hearts. Uh, they've got um, Boyce and Shankland 
through the middle. Um, I do think that with 18,000 people in at Tyne Castle next Thursday, the floodlights, I do think that they will beat FC Zurich. Uh, I, I, you know, Zurich, that was their first win of the season last night mm. in all competitions. But they are, from last season, the Swiss champions. Uh, but I wasn't overly impressed by them. And I, I do think there's an inclination there to throw themselves about, dive, cheat, in other words. But they, they say what you really think. They won't, you know, they, they won't be able to get away with that for ninety minutes at Tynecastle. I, I still think that the the quartet up front, the Shanklin boys, Mackay, Forrest, I, I, I do think. However, Robbie Nielsen deploys them next Thursday. I think they have it within them to to salvage. Mm. This tie I suppose the quality Of the Zurich Finishes Shows you though That they're, yeah. you know, they're still There's a bit there Whether they've really Toiled in the Swiss League Or not Sure Particularly the first one I know Atkinson makes it He was all over the place himself And kind of flicks it on But yeah. to then you know, The striker almost Lets it come across his shoulder Lashes it beyond Craig Gordon The second one's Quite emphatic uh, Wasn't uh, it Yeah uh, uh, An element of good fortune For Zurich In the second one Because I like Peter Haring I think he's a good player and he has simply attempted to divert the ball. Unfortunately for him, he diverted it into the path of the mm. Swiss team's player. And he fairly dispatched it behind Craig Gordon. So uh, I, I can't say that I would go and put the house on hearts, but I can state that I think it is within their capabilities to make the Europa League. Kenny is a Hearts fan on the line. Are you satisfied enough? Are you comfortable with a 2-1, Kenny? Well, definitely, definitely. Evening, guys. Uh, I think you should send Hugh to uh, next week to take it in. He's not been to Edinburgh for a while. Oh, that would be good. You've had some interesting uh, events occur at Tynecastle. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, what would be your favourite? It would be the time you got punched? Yeah, or that's the time probably. that a, a woman's handbag fell uh, on your head? Oh, that was a great moment. Uh, Heard of these Kenny before? I've not Which one would you like to hear first? I'd like to hear the one punch. Punch all day long It's, it's a puncher Celtic won 2-1 two, two late goals And I said to the studio Don't come to me The atmosphere here is really hostile Don't come to me Go to another game first and then come to me But of course Within 10 seconds of saying that There they were I'd so, never do that to you for what so it's worth So I, I went on about the, the two late goals And as I finished the report Turned round and Bosh, I was, I was, that was his co-commentator yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fell back and I, I'd, I'd like Kenny to thank the heart supporter who did it The heart supporter caught me like a circus act And put me back up again <laughs> For round two <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then the heart scored at Tynecastle And the, the lady dropped her handbag She must have had a half bottle in it Because <laughs> it, it, it knocked her out Yeah The glasses went flying Kenny I'm still wondering what's happened. I thought I'd been attacked, but the, the lady was so, so sorry, and she was impeccably dressed. Expensive handbag, no doubt. Yeah, worth a half bottle in it. So there we go, Kenny. We'll send her back next week. We'll go for the third in the trilogy of uh, mishaps at Tyne Castle. Can you do it? Can you overturn that next week? Well, what's the first thing, guys? I've got to confess, I, I never seen the game last night. <laughs> oh, you're hiding behind the sofa. No, 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 no. I know it was on free TV and all that. Uh, my daughter made her debut with Spartans last night, so... Oh. That seems like a good excuse, Kenny. I think we'll let you off with that for sure. 
No, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. They're going to be 2-1 against top of the second top of the league, but she did me proud. She did me very, ah, very good. Proud. Glad to hear it. I mean, I suppose it will be that really hoping. It's one of our most famous venues for, for atmosphere, Kenny. And that will be the hope for Robbie Nielsen. He's spoken mm-hmm. about it already. 2-1 down, not ideal, but certainly doable with that crowd behind you, you would imagine. The will is that'll be a cauldron there and they'll be thoroughly looking forward to it, right up for it. And the, and the tie is very much alive. I mean, again, I never seen the game either. I was at a, at a function last night, but when you look at the stats, Hearts are, are very much in the game. What is for sure that Zurich do have quality, they've not had a great year, but there's some good teams in that Swiss league that Zurich came out on top on last year. So it's not going to be easy, but Hearts, when you look at the where they've come from and they've been building with, with, with Robbie Nielsen over the last few seasons they're in a really really good place I think they'll go in it fully confidence knowing they've got that 18,000 behind them at Tynecastle with the players that they have at the top end of the pitch maybe the concern is maybe Halkett will be a big loss definitely yeah. at the back but yeah. the players going forward can score goals Kenny what about the loss of Craig Halkett we don't know exactly how serious uh, I think it was a tweak of the hamstring just going to wait and see how he is in the next couple of days um, how big a blow will, will that be? Massive, it's massive, Gordon. Uh, Craig, I think he's very underrated. You know, I think he should be getting more chances with the Scotland squad, but he's a fantastic player. He's not the tallest. I'll tell you what, he wins a header, and he's very, very strong, but I, I, I wish him all the best for the, the injury. I, I think i seen him last week at the Ross County game, having a, Dundee United, sorry, having a, a, a wee twinge, you know. Uh, I think you've got to give credit to players Hugh, you, you had a conversation with a guy earlier but, uh, about errors and that. I think what we've got to appreciate, Ken, when you referred to like John Gregg and against James Tavernier, football players are now athletes. You know, I mean, Kenny, beside you, had that in abundance to run all day. But players are, it's, I watched Hugh, I watched it in the, the, the 70s and the 80s and, you know, players clobbering into each other and, Wet surfaces and and no injuries, whereas now they are prime prime athletes. Yeah, well, you can be that, the Craig Halkett one is as Kenny Gordon mentioned it actually last night. I think he did. He was feeling something at the end of yeah. the previous game. I'm not sure if if it's related. Um, I don't think he's got any chance of playing against Celtic on Sunday, and uh, I'm not sure that he play against Zurich either. The problem, I take Kenny's point on board that players are. Athletes However They're athletes who Occasionally let themselves down I think Toby Sibic Occasionally lets himself down Positional sense Not the best uh, Nathaniel Atkinson Get into all sorts of bother With that high ball And you just knew The header was going to go anywhere Unfortunately for him It landed in such a way That it was perfect For the Zurich player To volley it past Craig Gordon So Craig Gordon for me is a wonderful insurance policy for Hearts on Thursday. You know, you've got every confidence in the goalkeeper. He's top class. But for me, in the forward going sense, Hearts have the players who can seriously disrupt FC Zurich. Yeah, Barry Mackay seems to be catching the eye. Even last night, yeah. Hugh, there were still flashes, moments. He's the best player in Scotland out with the old firm, in my humble estimation. And I've got all levels. There's a big statement. Well I think he is I, I think I'm not even disagreeing I'm just quickly racking my brains For the other contenders Well put it this way uh, FC Zurich will be paying special attention to him uh, The goal he scored against Dundee United last weekend Was terrific That kind of thing could turn the tie on its head You know if Hearts score early 
with that kind of crowd and atmosphere behind them, um, you know, it might just unnerve Zurich. He's a man you know well, Kenny uh, Barry Mackay. What have you made of his start to the season? He's obviously you know he's either scored or assisted in in all the games so far. He's uh, I think he's just continuing the work and actually even better than what he was over last season. But Barry's always had the ability. There's no doubt about it. As a young lad, when he broke through Rangers, there was he had so much potential. Whereas that pace over the first 10, 15 yards, he could go past anybody. He's he can he can he can go outside. He can go inside. He's got he's got two decent feet as well. But it seems now that he had his wee spell in England. N- never quite worked for him. He, he floated about a, a two or three teams down in England and never really held down a regular starting slot. And now coming back up to Hearts, mm-hmm. again, probably back up home as well, surrounded by his family and things and home comforts, that he just seems to have found the right fit at Hearts. And he's he was outstanding last year. Like, I think he was a big, big reason. I mean, you, I mean you've actually got one of his teammates that could be the best out, outside the old firm and Craig Gordon, you know. So, But in terms of outfield players and what he's doing at the moment, there's a lot of people think he's one of the main reasons that Hearts had such a, a, a big season last year with, it, with the performances he's put in and he started the season on fire again so it would be hard to disagree with you and uh, at the moment uh, that he is one of the top performers if not the top performer outside the old form but I expect him to, to to continue this work because he's got fantastic ability and he seems really really settled and happy where he's at at the moment and as you said you mentioned them there on the big nights like that it's, it's now just a given really about Craig Gordon isn't it Doesn't not sure yeah. that surprises anyone well, you know, you've got that. You've got you've got Craig Gordon there, who's done it for a number of years now. So that is no surprise. Is again, he's f- almost forty. He's played in international level. He's played in England. Better not mention that too often. He's now up here, captain in Hearts, and to have him behind you uh, as a back five, mm-hmm. a back four, is a real. He's a safe set of hands, and he's no. He's a real calm and influence as well on that on that group, and he'll be a massive player for Robbie Nielsen as a leader in that dressing room, setting standards every single day. Uh, thank you to the two Kennys actually. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five wasn't the only uh, European action for Scottish teams last night. Of course, Glasgow City going down three uh, one to Roma in Women's Champions League. We gave away family tickets to that didn't we earlier in the week so the lucky winner hopefully it was still a good occasion despite the result if you were along there and you want to give us your thoughts please do contrasting fortunes for Rangers women a 3-1 victory against Ferenc Varos so uh, yeah contrasting fortunes for the two Scottish sides there good time to call we'll get a full time teaser for the guys and you could be up next Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It is that time of the night when Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller team up an experienced strike force, I think we'll call them, yes. on this full-time teaser. And the address that you need to be the one that sends the question in to catch the pundits out is full-time at Clyde1.com. Now, Stephen, I said this last night, right? Stephen has sent in... About He's just a, a big batch of questions And it's great I'm kind of working our way through them So we like to get as many contributors as possible So that Stephen's not getting his shout out every single night But you'll see why I'm using this question in a second It's fulltime at Clyde1.com It is a variation on what we had last night Which is great Because I know that Kenny was at the Sir Alex Ferguson golf day So he didn't hear it I'm not sure you heard it either Because you were busy I've got all six, the... all six grandchildren For the first time in a long time the, the Brighton and Hove Albion buses arrived at the door So Wow I was But they insisted on watching the jam taps on telly What time were you in here today to get away from it all? 9am? Half past two Was he actually? Producer Chris, can you confirm? 
Were you actually? I was, yeah Half past two <laughs> <laughs> Even by your standards That is unbelievable Oh my goodness That's Three. a lot of prep That's big, big prep That's for this a, teaser Look at those notes <laughs> Half past two Wow I was ropey last night After the golf day Because obviously I had to leave To come here Gordon DL almost had to Host the show on his own Because Mark Wilson and I Were there Quarter to six We made it I know somebody time, huh? Somebody quiped on you I knew that at 25 Ooh, to 3 this great. afternoon Half past 2 That could be a new personal best for you Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well seen the grandkids are up uh, Right anyway On this full time teaser It uh, is a variation on last night's Like I said And I really like it From The current Teams In the Scottish Premiership But it doesn't include Rangers or Ross County Who's the most recent signing Celtic have made From each club Okay So in the Premiership Ross County and Rangers Not applicable Who's the most recent signing Celtic have made From each of the other Nine clubs David Turnbull From Motherwell <laughs> Yes Just checking Greg Taylor, Greg Taylor. Oh, Yes Kelly That was a draw You two You're a team yep. Teamwork how many How many are there in total? Johnny well, Hayes it's, it's the nine clubs Because it's not Obviously including Rangers, Celtic or Ross County Johnny Hayes from Aberdeen Yes Okay we'll leave it there then I like that question Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to send yours in um, Excluding Rangers and Ross County Who's the most recent signing Celtic have made From each of the other Premiership clubs They've got Johnny Hayes at Aberdeen Greg Taylor at Kelly And David Turnbull At Motherwell So we'll get the rest in the not too distant future Let's bring in Ronan Who's a Celtic fan in Bishop Briggs How's it going Ronan? Hi, how you doing? Not bad, are you well? Yeah, all good Good, man. All good. good, good What's your point tonight? Um, basically it's just about James Forrest um, With this new signing uh, Haxabanovich from potentially coming in from Celtic I just I wonder where it puts James Forrest Because uh, he's obviously just signed a new deal at Celtic Ange has obviously wanted to keep him uh, but at the moment it's looking like he's a fourth choice uh, winger And that's I, I like James Forrest I think he's he deserves all the credit And sometimes he doesn't get that credit from, from the Celtic fans And I just don't understand it uh, I know he's on the other side of 30 And I know he's had his injury problems Which has kept him out of the team uh, But I just wanted to put it to the mm, panel what they a think. Good point. That is a good point Hugh. He, He's one above Mikey Johnson I would say um, yeah, James on that right side, though, is he? You know, would he would he be fourth choice? As an example, right for the to back that up, Celtic have played two hundred and seventy minutes or whatever of football yeah. this season. James Forrest has played ten of those, yeah, and that's before Haksabanovic comes into the building. If he does, yeah, uh, James would. You know, he has been fantastic for Celtic, and Ronan is quite right to draw attention to that fact first and foremost. However, he's at that stage of his career where Haksabanovic will be in front of him. Uh, and the others who are in the team For the 260 minutes that James hasn't been on the park Are in front of James Forrest as well uh, That's just his lot in life But Ange Postacoglu must have been party to The extension of James yeah. Forrest's contract Therefore he values him But his game time hmm. will be short Yeah, it's an interesting one that Kenny Because as Hugh says and Rowan points out There's been a new contract So this isn't a guy that Celtic are just waiting To sort of run down his time at the club But then on the other hand It would be hard to ignore that If Haksabanovic came in How much game time does James Forrest get? Well he needs, to, he needs to fight his way back into the team There's no doubt about it Because there is a number of players now That 
are ahead of him in that in that pecking order, which is incredible to where you think he was maybe two, three years ago and how important he was, not just for Celtic, but for Scotland as well. But uh, I think the new contract is one of them where there is a continuity at the club where, where you've got guys like, like, like Callum McGregor, James Forrest, there's a stalwarts at the club, you know, they've been through it, they've won a lot of trophies. They're guys that you probably need to keep these types of guys around. And there's no doubt James Forrest is a wonderful player. He's just now at the moment behind certain guys in the in the squad that Ange feels are better equipped at the moment. So it's up to James to show that he is as good as in a bad or can be better than a Hicksabanovic. So it's uh, his game time's been limited. I mean that's there for all to see. So it's uh it'll be tougher if if they do mm. sign him and it's one more guy to be fighting against. Does this mean, Ronan, you, you don't think Hicksabanovic is necessary? Um well I wouldn't say he's not necessary because uh, it's always great to have loads of options. Um, obviously, Maeda is the first choice on the left and Jota is first choice on the right. Um, and then you've got Abada again who's knocking on the door and has been playing well. But I just think my point was just basically to say that I actually feel quite sorry for James Forrest because apart from his injuries, there's nothing really that's kind of had stopped him from really being out of the side, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, there will be loads of examples and it'd be great if I could think of one um, but of players that it's not even that, that they've been bad it's just sometimes if a new manager comes in and things just move on I'm not saying that has happened to, to yeah. James Forrest it just remains a possibility I suppose a, a, a tenuous example would be remember you know, when Lee Griffith scored you know 40 odd a season but that just didn't guarantee Team anything the, no. the following season If managers come in They maybe just see ways That they can improve Just the fact of life At football clubs That there comes a stage In your life Where you are yesterday And others are tomorrow And Haksabanovic is If he signs for Celtic The future And James has been The past for Celtic He is still in the present But In a less essential fashion If I can put it that way Mm, it's an interesting one, Ronan. What about this weekend? You have to wait to Sunday, of course. Does I mean Celtic favourites anyway, I'm sure, but does Hearts European exploits, does that swing it even more in Celtic's favour? Um, yeah, I would think so. I, I, to be honest, I think Celtic will just keep going the same way they have been, um, especially being at home as well. That's always, that's always a big help. But uh, yeah, I think Hearts playing on Thursday... Uh, they're travelling It'll tire them out Maybe a wee bit I, I don't expect them To not turn up I still think they'll turn up Because They like to turn up Against Everyone really Because they are A good side as well But uh, Yeah I think It'll be the, the same From Celtic As always Kenny is that The other side of it Because we Week on week Look at Celtic And Rangers And we say Oh you know will, will there be any Sort of European hangover But those two Are at least used to it whether that's what, is that what we saw, you know, with Dundee United, <clears> when it's Hearts, is it even more difficult for them to do it? I think when you've not been used to these types of because it's the travelling as well, it's the travelling and how you factor that into your preparation. But, but for what's a, a huge game for Hearts, who have been third last year, hotly hot favourites to finish third again this year. This, they don't want to lose any games, you know. And when they're playing Celtic, the last thing they want to be doing is been travelling back. Uh, from a tough game against Zurich mm. so they're, they're, I wouldn't say a hangover because there's still going to be a, an incredible atmosphere there's a game to go and play in but 
like we've already talked about, is there also one eye? Because they think that the Europa League yeah. group stage is a huge, huge goal but for Hearts to achieve. So it's a really probably the toughest game we could have got in between the two fixtures. That said, Hugh, it was Ange Postacoglu and the clip we heard them earlier said, you know, Hearts have beefed up their squad because they know they're going to have to do this. If you look at last night's bench, uh-huh. so these are players that did not start last night that could easily come in and start at the weekend. Michael Smith, Gary Mackay-Steven, Alan Forrest, Liam Boyce, Josh Janelli, dare I say it, Andy Halliday. Yep. They could, every, every one of them could easily be in a, a heart starting living and you wouldn't bat an eyelid. I think that they underplay the travel element as well. I mean, Zurich, I mean, you know, if you'd been in Kazakhstan, it might have been a problem, but it was Zurich. Uh, and as you rightly point out, the, the heart's bench is much stronger than it has been for a long time. They're at Celtic Park. Traditionally one of the, the, the great fixtures on our card And it'll be a full house And they will want to uh, Live up to the fixture And mm. they're undefeated Like Celtic Celtic have got 9 points Hearts have got 7 However I don't think that Robbie Nielsen will Necessarily tailor everything With Thursday in mind I think he wants to go to Celtic And do what Hearts would like to do there yeah, the M8 derbies this weekend Hibs Rangers, Celtic Hearts Ronan, top man, thanks for getting in touch Hopefully we'll speak again soon Thanks a lot guys, cheers Good man, that was Ronan in Bishop Briggs on the line with Some interesting thoughts on James Forrest Do you agree or disagree with what you're hearing? Let's hear it 01419511025 Let's hear from Motherwell's new manager Stephen Hamill uh, He is apparently waiting for an answer From Robert Snodgrass Following signing talks uh, The 34 year old Former Scotland international Is a free agent After several spells In the English Championship And Hamill feels He could improve the side Both on and off the pitch We spoke to him I spoke to Robert Yeah I spoke to him He's, like, we've, like we said From the very first day We're only going to bring people in here That are going to enhance What we're doing And improve what we're doing He's someone that we feel Fits that Obviously still get a lot to offer on the pitch We believe he'd be a big addition off the pitch as well So we'll monitor that as we go He'd provide a lot of experience wouldn't he? He would, he would, he's, he's more than that I know him personally I think he would enjoy his football here you know, The way we want to do things and the environment that we're creating The culture and stuff like that He'll fit, he'll fit into to what we're trying to achieve So as I said we'll, we'll see how it goes Not one I expected to be no. talking about a few weeks ago if, here. If, But if Mother will get him they have done very well He's had a terrific career Robert Snodgrass uh, And I don't know His uh, family circumstances Maybe he wants to Bring his family Back home to Scotland He's originally From the east end of Glasgow How'd you know that? Because my daughter Taught him at school <laughs> uh, But Just said it, I would have been a task On our hands that <laughs> I think so uh, Did he say, was, she, was he a troublesome pupil? No, his mammy came to the school and told my daughter that if he ever stepped out of line, she was to tell the mammy, and the mammy would <laughs> sort it all out. That's how it works in East End. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. I like that. So uh, Robert, I think, would be a very good signing. You bring tremendous experience to Motherwell, uh, and it may be, and I do not mm. know, it may be that a move back to Scotland at this time would suit him down to the ground. As soon as that went on my group chat the other night, Kenny, I thought, nah, you know, surely not. But it's not gone away anywhere in a couple of days And Stevie Hamill's He's talking like a, a manager there That at least thinks it could happen Not to say that it definitely will But there seems to be something there Well, it's, if he spoke to him Then there's been that initial yeah. conversation About, listen, we'd love to have you here What do you think? 
with 10 days, 11 days of the transfer window left, is Robert waiting to see if he can be mm -hmm. a, amongst the carnage that we talked about earlier, involved in maybe staying down in England or, or fine? Because I'll tell you something, if he could probably do a job for a lot of teams up here. So if mm -hmm. Motherwell do get him, it'll be a, it'll be a massive sign because not only the experience he'll bring, he's got real quality in that final third. It's, so it's a player that probably a few teams up here could do. It's great thinking outside the box. You know, he just did not put Motherwell and Robert Snodgrass together. So... You know, well done to Motherwell for pursuing the idea, and it's now entirely in Robert's hands. Let's bring in Stephen, who's a Motherwell fan. Is that one that would excite you, Stephen? Absolutely. I mean, he's got 27 caps for the country. I think he's worthwhile signing just for that piece of over there alone. And then you think, I know it's not quite Cristiano Ronaldo, right? But you think what he would do commercially for the club as well. I'm sure the plenty of Motherwell fans want to get Sodgrass on the back of their tap. So, uh, but no, listen. It just shows you that um, Stevie Hamill has been given this week more money to go out and strengthen the squad. It's good that the board and he's recognised that. And it's just capped off a really positive week for the a really positive performance up at Bedordry to start. Yeah, I mean, Stephen mentions this sort of on-field stuff. Set pieces, brilliant at them, Kenny. He's made a career out of it at the highest level in England. Stevie Hamill alluded to it. Would it be... Because it's all still hypothetical Would it be the perfect balance actually Between yeah that stuff But also what he would bring off it The experience and the sort of leadership And you know the fact it's an inexperienced management team So maybe even more experienced players going in there Is that something that could you, benefit the club? Listen you never know That could have been part of the conversation That he is at a stage of his career If he's thinking about next steps Maybe there can be some kind of Transition involved in the in the deal, but what he will bring you say, I mean, he's set play delivery, his quality in that in that final third. I mean, he's played at the absolute elite level uh, internationally and and down in England. So it'd be a big big signing for them. It's something that like they probably need. Uh, when you you seen the way the team had been playing, I think it was a caller last week talking about a couple of weeks talking about wingers. We need wingers. Mm. We need. We want. We should be playing with wingers. Well. Robert Snodgrass is, a, is an old school type winger who can still do the modern day stuff by coming inside and all that stuff. So it'd be a, it'd be a wonderful signing because he's just a top footballer. I think also, you know, you get teams in that bottom half of the league who will be immediately taken aback almost. You know, Robert Snodgrass playing against us, you know, that it gives you just a, a, another layer of confidence and a, another... It could have just alerted the others. It, it could have just alerted a few as well. That's my worry. <laughs> you know, that somebody and thinks, I, "Oh, Robert Snodgrass, I, I'll that. take him." I've seen you that because you know, Motherwell fans learn to fear the worst, and I've seen a lot on Twitter saying, oh, "He's going to sign for Dundee United now, isn't he? Or he's going to sign for Kilmarnock now, isn't he?" Um, <laughs> Stephen, the the leadership qualities is that something you think Motherwell could still enhance because. Stephen O'Donnell's the club captain He's kind of been in and out of the team Liam Kelly takes the armband There are one or two others maybe But that doesn't strike you as a team full of these You know types of big characters Maybe I'm being unfair It just gives us another layer And I mean and we haven't been A midfielder as well It'd be great for guys like Dean Cornelius I know Stuart McKinsey Who was just signed on loan as well I'm sure it'll benefit him Going back down the league I mean Stoggy's played at Leeds as well So I'm sure they'll have that to talk about um, but it does add another layer uh, The thing that he's seen in the game He's done the game It, c it, c it can only be good I think When you think he's quality He's, he's obviously still He feels that he's got up to go uh, Even though he's turning 35 next month And I've seen a couple of his performances At Luton uh, Last season And he didn't look at a place So I'm all for it 
35's nothing Kenny Miller is it? Not at all He's got a good 5 Spring left in him chicken Yep um, Stephen Davis is 37 Looking to play in the Champions League With Rangers this season So Stephen do you think it'll happen First and foremost? Uh, uh, from what I'm hearing Through the grapevine I'm very very confident um, there's, a, there's a few Factors leaning in Mullerwood's favour From what I've been told So um, I'll keep that close to my chest But I'm very confident That right. come next week He'll be, he'll be a Mullerwood player that's Cambus Lang's answer to Fabrizio Romano or whatever he's called. Is that right? Is that what you're trying to do to us here? Are you one of these super agents? No, no, my work's not. He's on his way to Dundee, the new. Um, but, but no, um, aye, I'm hopeful. Put it at me. Good, I like it. He's pulled back a bit. He's just he's gone from it's happening to hopeful. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, on the line, it's a funny time though, isn't it? Because the. There are still players out there. I mean, Robert Snodgrass is a great example, yep. unattached at the moment. Xander Clark, I'm not Motherwell don't need a goalie by the way. I'm not talking about Motherwell in particular, but you know, I notice he's still without a club. Yeah. It's, it's incredible that he's not got a club. Uh wonderful. I mean, he's an international squad goalkeeper now, you know, like how he's not found somebody. Uh, you know, there's no doubt he's had options. He's just maybe not felt those options were right. And now you're almost we're 10, 11 days away from September and he's missed out on so many games already I'm, I'm sure he'll be sitting he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be one of these guys that probably will be involved at the end of these last 2-3 mm-hmm. days and you know the fact that he's not got a club he might even wait longer Yeah, because he can I wonder Hugh if in a weird roundabout way it might work out okay because although you think oh it's late and everybody's picked a number one mm-hmm. actually see by the time you get to the end of this window teams have played so many games they might already have gone off their keeper yeah. or, or feel that it's an area that they need to to upgrade is that would that be the hope? Well, I find the whole situation mystifying. A goalkeeper of that quality, at the peak of his powers, uh, finds himself late August and not signed to anyone. Uh, but you're right; there are one or two goalkeepers in the Premiership at the moment who are under pressure, um, and Xander Clark would enhance their clubs. So it's watch this space. Right. Speaking of signings, then. Can you name the most recent signing that Celtic have made from each of the other teams in the Premiership? Now, it doesn't include Rangers or Ross County. They're not applicable. For, let's do examples, because that's easier to understand. From Aberdeen, it's Johnny Hayes. Oh. From Kelly, it's Greg Taylor. From Motherwell, it's David Turnbull. How are you getting on? Scott Bean. From? Well, when not... Scott Bean signed for Celtic, he was wearing a Hibs tracksuit. Yeah, do you know what? It's not a bad shout. I might give you. I might do a steward's inquiry on that because it's not the Scott Allen, the one for Hibs, no. Oh, um, between it's either Scott Bain or Scott Allen, so yep. I'll give you it right. So Scott, yeah. We'll say Scott then. Yeah, we'll give. Lewis Morgan. No, he was on. No, see, so he was he was on loan at Hibs. Yeah, that's yeah. why he did Dundee tracks. He had the Hibs tracks on, but he was a Dundee player. Scott right. Bain got okay. it the wrong way around. Lucas Saluska then from Dundee United. No. Ooh. It's uh, Lewis Morgan From St Martin Yes we'll get the rest of these answers next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Big game in the Championships just kicked off Partick Thistle nil, Inverness Cali Thistle nil. We always hope for a fast start But 25 seconds might be a bit of an ask As Thistle put one across Oh and you know what It's an absolute sitter Thistle should be ahead Inside 30 seconds Great work Tiffany down the left Darts to the byline Stabs it across And the finish just ends up wide of the post You keep Oh well I, I wait to see the player's name I don't know Don't recognise him But the miss was as bad as his haircut 
Oh, dear me. Too early in the game, Kenny. It's too early in the game. Oh, yes, that's a satire, yeah. It's a great work for Tiffany, though, by the way. Down the left, cut back, missed an open goal at the back post. Not great. Ian McCall's got the shorts on yes. for Friday night football. Next time I see him in the garage, I'll need to say. What are you yeah, up to? He must be roasting uh, in Mary Hill tonight. But anyway, fast start to that game, still goalless at the moment. It was quite a fast start on this full time teaser, but it died down a bit. And your nightly reminder. Like Stephen has done tonight If you want to hear your question used on the show You need to email fulltime at clyde1.com Now I know there are countless people out there Who are capable of this Because the football knowledge amongst our listeners Is top drawer So if you think you could come up with something Get the thinking cap on Send it over to me Fulltime at clyde1.com Stephen yeah. says Can you name the last player Celtic signed From every one of the Premiership clubs Now it doesn't include Rangers or Ross County and you're doing okay You've got Johnny Hayes at Aberdeen Scott Allen at Hibs Greg Taylor at Kilmarnock David Turnbull at Motherwell And Lewis Morgan at St Mirren From Livy <gasps> Javier Sanchez Broto No Oh. Dundee United Mackay Stephen No Armstrong No Okay Hearts Have you not got your Livy one? Oh yeah David Fernandez. I thought I heard you two communicating know. during the break David Fernandez. Well done Okay Hearts Paul Hartley Yes well, well Paul done Paul Hartley or Elvis the two Paul Hartley Okay two to get We'll get them before the end Of the show I'm certain of it Two and a half gone in that game Thistle Obviously Because they're both uh-huh. Thistle But Partick Starting very much On the front foot uh, Right what else Can we round off For tomorrow Purely on a football match Sense Hugh We've spoken about Tavernier and Kent And Morelos Hibs against Rangers As a football match uh, I think Hibs Are uh, a team who look thrown together uh, They've got the one trick pony Martin Boyle And they'll be glad of him tomorrow Because I don't see a lot to get excited about Where that Hibs team is concerned I thought they were very very fortunate That Martin Boyle turned up And saved them uh, Against Hearts in the derby Got them a one all draw But Livy beat them last weekend um, they're, they're not convincing And uh, I know that Rangers have their Eye on PSV Eindhoven on Tuesday But I just think that Rangers have far too much for Hibs Got to agree Yeah yep. uh, You know it's renowned for being a tough place to go A tough fixture When I've watched the two teams at the start of the season I think if Rangers get to the levels that they can I think it could be a comfortable afternoon That being said Hibs are thrown together maybe no but they are in their early stages with a new manager trying to get new players uh, incorporated into that kind of team as well so and there is no doubt the game will be raised there's I've no doubt you might see the best performance that Hibs have gave so far so it's uh, I just think Rangers will have way too much for them and if they can start right and they can start the way with, with the energy they have got the potential to start with, with the players they've got uh, I think it could be a comfortable afternoon for Rangers I was going to say, do you remember the first time you played for Hibs against Rangers at Easter Road? But you you would have had to wait a bit, actually, wouldn't you? Because you played at one, how do we look? You played at one at Ibrooks, I think, yep. very early on. I don't know if the first one at uh, the first one at Easter Road would have been uh, mm. the 2-2. It might it have been. It was like, would have been... 1-0 defeat, Jonathan Johansson, would that be one? Can't remember. That that too one. late? Mm. Can't remember. What year was that? 99. 99 I was I was on loan at that time I wouldn't have been in that No one. you played Yeah you was came that? on Yeah you came on for the last Five minutes you replaced Paul Hartley 
Was answering the teaser. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Dirk Lehman, what a name that is. Yes. I remember good some team, of these. That. A good team. Yeah, Frank Sozzi yeah. in there, Russell Latipi. Jonathan Johansson scored in a Rangers team that had Moles and Reynak and Chelskis. Ah, those were the days um, when he was even younger than he is now. Still looking pretty fresh-faced though. Makes oh, you yeah, sick, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Um, right, okay. Work our way down the list. Dundee United, St Mirren. All of a sudden, quite well, a big game for Dundee United. Yeah, you, for sure. Uh, they've lost 11 goals in two games. Uh, is it Altmar and Hearts? Now, of course you can lose those two games, but 11 goals... Birgitti in goal is having a torrid time of it. Uh, we're speaking about goalkeepers under pressure, uh, and you know I think the the crowd at Tannadice are looking for something mm. tomorrow from that team. Yeah, we always say don't judge too quick. Look at this player. We wrote him off, and then he recovered, and then we we keep judging quickly. But Birgitti would be one, Kenny. Did you come across him in your time in Australia? Yeah, he was at Central Coast Mariners uh, when we were in Newcastle and in Western Sydney. So uh, I get he's, he's quite a, a quite a high profile goalkeeper within the league. Uh, one thing's for sure, it's, a, it's different. It's a completely different game coming to, to Dundee United in Scotland and playing in the A League, where there is no any relegation. There's no real kind of real pressure put kind of put on you, particularly at that at that club. They're one of the smaller clubs that don't have a lot of money. So uh, when I seen him come, I was a little bit surprised mm-hmm. to be honest. And I think what what Hugh's saying is that. I thought he could have done a bit better for maybe three of the goals against AZ. Yeah. You know, listen, the defeat's not his fault. There's no, no way, shape or form is, a, is it his fault, but there's definitely a few of the goals I, I, I think he, sh- he probably should have done a bit better. Um, should the Motherwell fans be worried, Hugh, that this week's feel-good factor is going to be ruined by Joel Nubley, David Martindale, Marvin Bartley and co? Livy are a gang, a wee gang, who never give up. And that they deserve immense credit for their performances and results. Even though they lost to Rangers, they, they were putting Rangers under pressure for 70 minutes of the 90. Uh, so Motherwell will have their work cut out. It's been a good time for Motherwell. They've got six points. They've got the prospect of Robert Snodgrass. And Stevie Hamill has obviously brought a feel-good factor to the club. But it's Livy. And therefore, you'll be made to work your socks off for 90 minutes. Yeah, it certainly is an interesting calendar tomorrow. Ross County, Kilmarnock, Derek McInnes going up there trying to come back with all three points after losing heavily at home to Celtic last week. Is one of the great Scottish football cliches about our season won't be defined against Celtic and Rangers. It's true though, isn't it, Kenny? You have to park that from last week because Celtic were brilliant, Kelly were not, and this is a more winnable game. Of course it is And their season will not be defined By the games against Rangers and Celtic But uh, no I bet, No doubt He'll want to bounce back Straight away And this will But it's a huge game For Ross County You know They've, they've started the season mm. Very very similar To uh, to what they started last year with Yeah no points No wins No points Even though they had been playing Again when I spoke to Don Kerry The assistant manager Probably run about Maybe a few games Longer than this last year he was pretty happy with how they were playing. He did feel that things were going to turn around and I actually spoke to him the day they won 5 0 at Dundee. Mm-hmm. So I've against Hearts, I thought they were they were pretty impressive against Celtic. They were in the game for a long, long time. So I still think they'll turn that around there at Ross County, but you don't want to be going many longer without yeah. but at least a point on the board. And it's the Andy Considine Derby, St Johnson against Aberdeen. And well, again, disappointment for Aberdeen last week. So they'll be looking to, won, to bounce back. They've won three league games out of fifteen under Jim Goodman 
The crowd were very unhappy with Motherwell's 3-2 win at Petaudry last Saturday. So Jim is another one who travelled to Perth. Uh, St Johnson are dogged, determined. Uh, Aberdeen will have to match them in every respect. Okay, looking forward to that tomorrow. Let's round off this teaser. Name the last player Celtic signed from each of the Premiership clubs. It does not include Rangers or Ross County. Aberdeen, Johnny Hayes, Hearts, Paul Hartley, Hibbs, Scott Allen, Kelly, Greg Taylor, Motherwell, David Turnbull, St Mirren, Lewis Morgan. John and Falkirk signed in with a stewards inquiry, and you are right, as Javier Sanchez ah. Brotto, not David Fernandez. Well two done, John. By the way, two big yeah, shows. two very good <laughs> shows. So we've got there. You just need two. You need the St Johnson one and the and the United one. Seagrest. Yeah, Seagrest staring you in the face. <sighs> the most recent of the lot. Now we're up against it. Right up against it. This must be back a right few years. Way back. Like when? Way back what? Past 2000? No, not no. quite. Close. <sighs> we're going to need initials, we're going to need position, we're probably going to need Sarn here. here I'm told. I, I think he ended up being a bit of a utility man now. We're going back a bit, unfortunately, as we oh. said, but... Momo Silla Momo Silla oh, well done. <laughs> There we go Good shout We got there That was, it must have been a good clue uh, But uh, that just came to me so you're right. Utility you're right. was the word His yep. eyes lit up yeah, when you said utility yeah. uh, Right Partick nil Inverness nil Ten minutes gone there Thank you to Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller Thank you to all the callers Hopefully uh, there wasn't too much English football discussion tonight We are back tomorrow with a six hour special Really looking forward to this Hibs against Rangers to kick it off Then all the fun of the three o'clock games Followed as always by your chance to have your say on the open line You won't want to miss that Make sure you join us GBX up next <laughs>